Hey everyone, Jason Averbrook. Thank you so much for joining the Now of Work podcast. I love getting all of the comments that we're receiving, all of the positives, and just honored and blessed to be able to bring this podcast to you on a daily basis. Today, I'm so lucky to be joined by Leanne Levensailer. Leanne is a great friend. Leanne's been at Workday for a long time. Leanne was a practitioner, a consultant, an analyst. And if we think about the work she's doing at Workday now, leading corporate strategy and leading their entire marketing organization, she's really helping design the now of work. So Leanne and I have a great, great conversation in this podcast about the cloud and why the cloud is such an important role and plays such an important role in the new now of work. We talk about experience and how digital experience is so important, more important than ever. We talk about the pop quiz that everyone got sprung upon them that, whoa, were we ready? Were we not ready? and where organizations are at. We talk about leadership and why leadership at this time is so important. How do we rethink experience as we shift from physical to digital? How do we set our mindsets to not say we can't do that, but to really suspend disbelief? I love how Leanne talks about suspending disbelief. How do we make sure that we're doing the right thing? The right thing the right thing for humanity. And lastly, we have a great discussion about how this crisis is uneven from an industry standpoint. And going forward, we're going to have to be focused a little bit more, if not a lot more, on industry. Lastly, Leanne shares her OMT, her one more thing, about what gets her going every morning. And I love it. I love it. So just a teaser, stay with the podcast so you get to the end. I hope you enjoy. As always, please subscribe. Please like. Drop me a comment, and uh, once again, just enjoy the show. Blessed and honored to be able to do this. Love you all. See ya. Welcome to the Now of Work podcast. I'm so excited today to be joined by Leanne Levensailer. Hi, Leanne. How are you? Hi, Jason. So good to be here with you. Humbled, honored, about ready to cry uh, that you agreed to do this. So I'm so glad that you're here and uh, our uh, our listeners are going to get a ton out of this. So so really, really excited. Well, thanks um, for so, saying that. I was so looking forward to this conversation because we haven't caught up. So No, I know. This gives us a chance to catch up and Yeah, <laughs> with a bunch of other people in the mix. So yeah, everyone listened at the same time. <laughs> so, you know, it's been a while since we've caught up. And last mm-hmm. time we talked, I was talking about the future of work and you were talking about the future of work. And, you know, since then, we've all of a sudden hit a wall yep. uh, or hit an opportunity, depending on how you look at it. And we're in this moment of now of work. So to start, I would love for you just to talk about, you know, we've known each other for quite a while. Mm-hmm. We won't go into decades and things, but I'd love for you to talk a little about your history and, and what makes you so passionate about, you know, this world of work. Right. Well, that's a long question. I'll, I'll try to be brief on that, which is not my forte, as we well know, but um, it has been decades. I've, I just figured out the other day, I've been doing this for 22 years now. I mean, outside of grad school. Erin and, West and I were just talking about you the other day, and we were looking back. It's crazy um, to think I have done anything for that long. But in fact, I have been committed to this space called people. I don't even want to call it HR, but just called people for 22 years um, or even prior to that. Um, I obviously didn't grow up thinking I was going to get into HR because I didn't even know what HR was. Um, you know, that wasn't. What did you me. think you were going to do? Uh, I thought I was going to be the president. I know I was actually really involved in student government and really involved in just 
anything, you know, it didn't matter what it was. I wanted to be president of it at the time. It, um, but leadership development and spent a lot of time going to camp. I loved camp. Um, I have a cool party trick where I can sing a hundred camp songs. It's really a cool party trick, wow. but um, really interested in leadership development, even through college. And I had studied business and then was to graduate early. Didn't want to graduate early because I love, I went to Clemson, had the best experience ever. And so I picked up an education degree. And as part of an education degree, you have to do student teaching. And I thought, well, this will be fabulous. I love children. Well, I do love children. I wanted to be a mom, but that doesn't mean you're well-equipped to be an elementary school teacher. <laughs> um, but in the process of doing my student teaching, which was an amazing experience, I found myself teaching the teachers about technology because it was just early days. It was like 95, 96 timeframe. Yep. And I was sort of the, I was one of the geeky people that actually had a computer on campus, like one of the five people. And um, just teaching the teachers and uh, working on leadership development. So I spent more time with the teachers and, and it kind of gravitated toward helping them. And my advisor at the time said, hey, Leanne, you know, there's actually a, a job, like there's an, you know, a career that you could do this. It's called, you know, HR organizational development is the way she characterized it for me. And so then off to grad school, I went and sort of the rest is history. But my trip through 22 years has been really, even though it's been all focused on people, it's been pretty diverse insofar as like you, I believe you're a practitioner, right? Yeah, yeah. practitioner consultant, technologist, analyst, um, strategist. At, I've been at Workday for now almost 11 years of that 22, which is hard to believe and awesome. Um, but in this context, I got to be a venture capitalist for a while. And in the last five months now, I'm a marketeer. So who knew? That's great so all that. these different, you know, kind of this tapestry of experience, but all generally related to an area you asked about passion. Yeah. Um, you know, I care about helping and developing people. I think we all do. I mean, it's sort of, we're sort of hardwired for connection as humans. Um, but I'm supremely and always been supremely interested in matching or connecting individual desires, strengths, capabilities, knowledge, experience with organizational or institutional need, right? And what's that intersection? And how can technology actually kind of fast forward that or accelerate that as much as possible. So that's been like my area of passion. Um, so does that answer so, your question? Yeah, no, it totally does. So now your role, so tell what your role at Workday is. You know, so I, um, I'm heading up our marketing organization, which is such an honor and a gift. Um, There's like this super high performance organization that I've always admired because I've been at Workday forever and, and now I get to be with them and, um, and leading that function and um, maintain strategy, something that you know, has been part of my uh, narrative or my journey at Workday since I joined 10 and a half years ago. So I have that, that dual role and um, just really having fun learning. Uh, I'm in a huge like, like learning curve, cliff, whatever you want to call it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really in full throttle learning right now. So when you think about the combination of marketing and strategy, in this world of HR and now in this world of now of work and being, you know, working for the leading vendor in the human capital space, combine all of that together, no pressure, but there's some yeah. pressure on you to say, okay, you know, where was HR, you know, pre COVID yeah. and where do you see HR going post COVID? So I'd love for you just to talk about that because a lot of us are looking to you guys to say, where should we be going? What should we be thinking? How should we be acting? I think directionally we were all going in, in the, the right way and, and thanks to your leadership and, and others pointing us in the right direction. 
I just don't think we were going fast enough. So, you know, if, if we want to know how well we were doing at our digital transformation efforts, particularly around the employee experience and the, the people experience at work, uh, we now had our pop quiz or our AP uh, <laughs> or our surprise AP exam, uh, which is how well are we communicating with people? Do they have the information that they need? How are they feeling? What are they doing? What do we need them to be doing? Why is that different now? How do we reskill them? And these are all the things that uh, we as a community of practitioners have been driving toward improving, using technology to improve, enhancing cultural and you know, talent practices to improve. And I think we've been all pointing in the right direction. And, and there are some companies on the vanguard and some companies trying to see what's happening and catch up. But now we know how, how are we doing? Because it, you know, we're seeing it in real time right now. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like it's a gift. Frankly, I feel like it is, let me, let me make sure I'm clear on that. It is a huge struggle and there is a deluge and people are just working around the clock and having to make a million changes and take care of their people and, and take care of their families all at the same time. It is, it is extraordinary what is happening right now. Um, but if you look at it just through that lens of how are we advancing the state of the art, um, it is a gift for us to, to see this, what we need in real time. So question, <laughs> what are you hearing from your clients as to how they're scoring on the pop quiz? If we could go back to that, you know, use that analogy. Yeah. You know, I mean, how do you, you know, how do you, what are they saying to you as far as, hey, we were ready or, you know, maybe we weren't quite focused on the things. I heard you say we didn't move fast enough, which is one thing, but what else are you hearing? Yeah, well, I think from our customers, um, the customers that are already using Workday have sort of, uh, you know, embraced this, uh, these strategies um, and have made, been making the changes feel well equipped. And we are hearing that. Um, is it hard work? Yes. Is there um, a sense of urgency and, and time on everything? 100%. But they feel like they can respond and adapt to change. Uh, I think being part of a cloud solution where you're, you're frankly not putting your, your people in harm's way to go make changes, you know, for legislative changes or um, just keep the service running from a business continuity perspective is, is of course, sort of, uh, you know, it's, um, it's just the baseline. The real opportunity that we are hearing from our customers is that they have real-time data, which they can make decisions. Because if you're trying to make decisions on data from a month ago, or a week ago, you might as well forget it. It's yeah. irrelevant, right? Because everything is changing. It's so dynamic. And so I would say in large part, our customers, because of what we offer and our value proposition and, and what we've committed to helping them build their own capabilities around, um, it, you know, feel, feel that they're well suited. Now, I will say that um, not everybody's yet a customer and, and we are engaging with our earlier stage companies or they're going through their deployment. And they're finding some, some very basic things about where are people, um, who are essential workers, what skills do they have, how can we use them, how do we change our plans on a dime, how do we, how do, we do scenario modeling. Those things are challenging for them because they're not yet equipped yeah. from a digital infrastructure standpoint. So one of the things I find interesting, and I love your thoughts on this, is whether these are customers of yours or not customers of yours. Yeah. There's people that have gone to the cloud, which by the way, anyone that's in the cloud has a huge advantage mm -hmm. right now. And, you know, and it, you know, bless them all. They're in a good position, a better position than some of their people that are on premise. But there are people that have moved to the cloud that truly haven't transformed. You know, they right. haven't actually thought about 
changing how work happens. You know, mm -hmm. they changed their technology, so they transitioned, but they truly didn't transform. And you know, I think we're kind of, I think we're about to enter that phase where people realize we're gonna about, we're gonna be forced to change mm -hmm. how work gets done. True transformation. But I'd love your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a great point, and that's why I said it's sort of baseline to be cloud because you know that's almost like the on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like the safety part, right? You're not putting people in harm's way. Your service is continuously running, um, but you really have to you know get to those more self-actualizing aspects. Um, I was reading through. We have a community site uh, for our Workday community members. Uh, where they can share ideas and we're posting solutions and updates and information on not just how to respond. This community predated COVID, but we're actually using it significantly for communications. Um, but what I am, uh, what I was reading uh, was our customers supporting each other. So there are some customers that are more advanced or more sophisticated or are using their um, infrastructure, and I'll include technology plus process plus culture, right, to support this, yep. that are teaching our other customers who may be not as most, more sophisticated or maybe not as advanced, teaching them the way. Well, here's how you change these things. Here's how you do multiple plans at the same time. Here's how you redeploy resources. You might want to use this to think about, you know, skills identification. And so we're, we're doing that work too, of course, as you would expect, and, and, and we hope to continue to do more there. But it is lovely in the cloud where everybody's on the same version for they're teaching each other and, yeah. and, and really showing the way. So it's, it's pretty special. So that leads us to this transformation and starting to think about how work changes. Mm -hmm. um, and you and I could talk for hours about this. We won't. <laughs> yeah. uh, but in, you know, it, when you think about all the different types of workers, I was with a, a friend this morning bringing coffee to an organization that opened up their manufacturing shop mm -hmm. again. And for the first time, they had to think about, wow, we don't have enough places for people to park next to each other because, or too close to each other. Yeah. We have to rethink that. And wow, you know, we have everyone taking breaks at the same time. Well, guess what? We're not going to be able to do that anymore. So there's like these massive things by industry and, you know, we're sitting at home in our offices and we can take a, you know, hey, let's leave 15 minutes for a break. You know, we're yeah. blessed compared to what some people Absolutely. have to do when it comes to work. But how do you, and can you just talk about what you think is going to happen globally to the world of work? I, I do think the industry and the worker type sensitivity, you, you, that has to be the, the starting point of every conversation. You, you know, this, you can't paint with a broad brushstroke. Um, I think there are some universal uh, considerations right now, and I think a lot of it has to do with the responsibility of the organization or the institution around our own well-being. And well-being more broadly defined as the physical well-being, as you just mentioned, the emotional well-being, the mental well-being. Um, that has been in some, you know, let's call it maybe more advanced organizations, more progressive organizations have, has been something that we've been talking about as, as you, you know, you, you have interviewed several folk, you know, several companies on this yeah. and, and, and yeah. experts. Um, but it's not universal yet. It's not universal, um, you know, uh, dimension of how we bring our employee services or caretaking to organizations. And I think it will become, and I think that this, so irrespective of the worker type or the industry, that will be important. Um, the, the upgrading of our leadership uh, is another universal theme. 
And so you think about in these times, um, and I can just speak from my own experience in the marketing organization at Workday, we have had people step into leadership roles and just take the, take on the challenge. Um, and just, it's, it's so beautiful to watch unfold and just take reign, right? Okay, here's how we're going to do it. Call them wartime leaders, call them crisis leaders, call them leaders we didn't even know about. Um, but the importance of leadership is, um, cannot be understated. And, and the priority we place on that as cultivating that in an organization across industry, I yeah. think will be a part of our new normal. Yes, we're going to have to sort out physical distancing and temperature checking and, you know, other, other health services that um, I, I'm not an expert in. I, I can't say yet. I, I know it will be different. Uh, but, I, but I think some of these universal themes around culture and communication and well-being and leadership are going to take a, a very prominent role. You know, along those lines, I read a quote this morning, and sorry to just throw this on you, but I thought it was fascinating, um, mm -hmm. from the Barclays CEO. And the quote was, putting 7,000 people in a building may be a thing of a past. I wanted to get it right. Mm -hmm. Putting 7,000 people in a building, you know, may be a thing of a past. And right. we have to start thinking about digital experience as much as we talked about physical experience. Absolutely. And I think we can't just say, it's just like we talk about with technology, you can't lift and shift. We can't just say, okay, now go home. And, and if you can have the proper, even the proper setup. I mean, I don't even really have a proper setup. I, can you we're see ready to play ping pong, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, a, you know, I've, you know, I have children. And so they've taken over the proper setups for their schooling. But, um, but let's just, um, if you think about, uh, we said, okay, let's go home. Let's all put our computers up. And now we're going to get on Zoom or WebEx or fill in the blank teams, whatever you're on all day long, Google Hangouts, um, all day long. Oh my gosh, that's totally exhausting. We can't do, we have to rethink digitally too. We have to rethink this experience. What are those shared workspaces that we're in? What, what is the, you know, um, does everything need an hour long Zoom? <laughs> no, right? right? Is, is every communication a big email? No, not even. And so I think we're going to, you know, no, I don't, I think going all of us knowledge workers, and I will say this as knowledge workers, so that is specific to the worker type, going into an office every day is a thing of the past. How that exactly looks, do we go in twice a week? Do we go in once a week? Do we go in for key meetings? Do we go in for all hands? That I don't know. I do know that there's going to be physical connection opportunities. Um, and I, I, I want that. I miss my people, right? right. I miss hugs. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get them. But, um, you know, I think that that's, that's definitely going to happen. So what is our digital life like at home? How, how do we rethink this? Because I can tell you a year from now, we're not going to be sitting on 10 hours a day of Zoom. We're just not. So. Yeah, no, it's, fast. it's a fascinating thing to think about. Um, you know, one of the things I started last week was just like I was in an office, I kept my Zoom room open. Mm -hmm. and let people come in. Yes. And if someone else was in, it was fascinating that three people were, got into a discussion, just like it would happen in an office. Yes. Uh, something I would have never thought of doing digitally until right. you start to think about what were those magic moments at work where you could get on a whiteboard and, and co-create. Serendipity. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you do that in a digital world? Um, in, in let, me, let me also say that it is, it's so it is, there's something so personal about being home too. Well, right, you can kind of see my space or here or if I'm outside. 
uh, the other day I was having a conversation with one of our leaders um, from Scout, from our strategic sourcing um, solution area, and he has a baby at home. And his wife came in behind us, and they're in an apartment in San Francisco, and changed the baby's diaper while we were on. And by the way, I loved every piece of that. Yep. Um, but it was just so like, okay, now we're connecting at a very different level than you would in the office. So, you know, we have to hold all these things together and in kind um, and think about the opportunities we have to connect deeper personally yep. this way. So when you think about the now of work, and you mentioned a lot of things. You mentioned digital, you mentioned cloud, you mentioned leadership. Like, what are things that you think? So what are you, first of all, what are you doing to prepare yourself for the now of work? Mm -hmm. But probably more importantly, what are some tips that you can give people just from a mindset standpoint right. to start to think about when they, you know, how, like how could we possibly think about the stuff that Leanne's talking about? Like, what do you mean we're not going into the office? or? What do you mean we're not going to do 10 hours of Zoom? Because right now, that's all they know. They either know we're going to an office or they know we're going to do 10 hours of Zoom and I'm going to change the diaper while everyone's watching. So right. knowing that we can't see the other side yet, but as you and I both talked about, I think we're writing the book together. Mm -hmm. Like, what, what do you, how do people get in the right mindset to do that? How do you get in the right mindset to do that? Um. You know, I think I'm, I'm, my mindset is actually just now shifting and maybe the last couple of weeks. I've actually been on um, self uh, shelter in place since March 4th. So I had come back from an international trip and chose to, to stay, stay home um, out of precaution. No, no, no medical reason, but just out of precaution. Um, so I've been in it quite a bit. So my mind, I'm starting to shift to the, to the other side of like, what is it, what does it look like? And I just have that natural tendency to do that anyway. Um, but I would say I get, was giving, trying to give myself and my team and my family around me some grace to say, let's just be present for a while and take care of each other and make sure we're healthy and sane and safe and not try to add additional layers of anxiety because um, we already have so many. Um, so it's okay to still be in that zone, right? Um, the fact that we're not thinking 12 months from now because we don't have a crystal ball. We really don't know exactly what's going to happen is okay. But for those of us who are inclined to kind of move forward in that direction or want to think, um, I would say, and I tell myself this, suspend disbelief, right? Don't, don't say why it can't happen or why, you know. I, I would never have imagined the situation we're in now in terms of how effective, how productive, how engaged we are at home. I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have, if you would ask me, gosh, at the end of February, could we be firing on all cylinders like we are right now? And that's my work situation, my type of company. I know everybody, you know, our healthcare workers are, uh, essential retailers are, are living a very different life right now. So, but if you could have just asked me in my personal situation at my company, would we be as productive? I would probably say no. Um, and in fact, what I'm seeing is ingenuity, creativity, hyper productivity, you know, leaders, leaders rising. Um, I'm seeing so many things I would have never predicted. So I would say to myself and then maybe share that with others is let's suspend disbelief of what's possible. And then let's think about what's right, right? What's right to where we can be authentic, to where we can be productive, we could advance our companies while advancing our own opportunity and potential. So that's my advice. So I love that word, right. Um, 
And then I'm just going to pick on it for a second because, you know, to me, write uh, illustrates you very well as a person um, from a belief system standpoint, but it also illustrates and describes workday very well. So, you know, I know that, you know, part of the work that you were doing around hashtag stop the spread, you were one of the early people that signed that pledge. You know, I saw what you did. I quickly got on, you know, and signed that same thing and learned about Guild as part of that. But there's a lot of other things that you've been doing, both personally as well as what Workday has been offering to try to do the right thing right now for people during, during these times. Can, do you want, can you talk a little about that? Absolutely, and I, I could not be more honored or humbled to be part of, of Workday during this, and in particular Workday. Um, we've always, and again, I've been at Workday for a long time, and I feel like we've always lived our values, um, and our values are core, core to who we are. Um, but it's in these moments where that shows up and bright lights for everyone about taking care of your employees. Employees are our first, our work, we call them workmates, our first value. And so for the first couple of weeks when this crisis was unfolding, um, every conversation, every decision, every investment, anything we were doing was all about taking care of the health and safety of our workmates because that is the most important. Uh, because we know if we take really good care of our workmates, they're going to take really good care of our customers, which is our second core value. And you can actually just see our values somewhat unfold as this crisis has unfolded. So we took, made sure our employees, we've, um, you know, uh, gave two additional weeks of pay so they can um, deal with unforeseen changes, maybe to their family or self, things that, you know, we weren't dictating how it was used, just use it to, to give some um, peace. And it's never enough, right? But to give some peace of mind for people that didn't know how they were going to navigate through this. Um, there's been charitable donations from our foundation and with local, regional, and national and international organizations that have been made. So all those things, and many, many companies are doing things um, similar to that. But I would say it's the daily little decisions that the company is making. And that's really influenced me on my personal, on the personal side. Because, um, you know, what am I doing? What is my family doing? <clears throat> you know, like Workday, what are we doing? And how are we thinking about it? And what's our true north around that? And so I'm trying to, trying to live our values and my family's values, which are very similar, but not the same as Workday's in the same way. Um, but I'm really honored. I, I think that's the, the best word to be part of this culture at this time. Yeah, no, that's great. And it really ties back to that right word that you used. Yeah. Um, what are the best ways for customers or prospects, mostly, I assume mostly customers, to get resources or to understand yeah. what you're doing to help them, you know, at moments like this? Thank you for asking, Jason. Um, so our Workday community, which, um, you know, is always a vibrant place to be for our customers to get information, resources, connect with each other, um, right now is probably like the hottest club. It's the best place to be for work workmates because they're they are as I mentioned earlier they're sharing tips and trips best practices templates solutions configurations reports with each other guidance um, you know we are providing guidance in certain area we are giving our real-time updates um, out there so I think that's a fantastic it always has been a fantastic resource but right now when 
information is supremely important um, and the timeliness of it, that's a great resource. For our prospective customers who aren't yet part of the Workday community, uh, we have a similar resource site out on our .com where we're sharing um, stories about what our customers are doing. Uh, we are sharing thought leadership. Uh, we have intentionally, from a marketing standpoint, been really focused on telling our customers' stories and, and thinking about our messaging and our tone as we engage with prospective customers in a very sensitive to the times way. Um, obviously, we think we have a really strong essential service and value proposition for companies. However, we also know that headspace, mind space for people right now is, is somewhere else. And so hearing about other customers' journeys and experience and how they're responding and reacting is the posture that we're taking right now. And that will change as, as we unfold into recovery. Um, but that's where we are right now. Okay. No, that's helpful. Can I ask you one inside yeah. baseball question sure. that I think a lot of people wonder, but probably don't get a chance to ask. So as a software vendor, when moments like this happen, like you know, COVID-19, coronavirus, mm -hmm. everyone stops work all at the same time, do you change your product strategy? Do you change how you read, how you focus on certain things and, mm -hmm. and how fast do you do that? Because for me, you know, now I did used to work at a vendor and watch some of that happen, but mm -hmm. you know, it, to me, it's like, whoa, like the future of work looks drastically different. Maybe we should make changes. Um, of course. <laughs> do you mind sharing just a little about how you make those decisions? Well, it's funny because it's part of living with integrity. One of our values is doing what we say we, we tell our customers they should be doing too. Are, are we showing up every day in the way we're asking our customers to, to change and evolve and use yeah. technology to support them? So in that way, um, yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, Peach Lamp, who's our EVP of products, he is, uh, he, we've been on a lot of calls together lately. We've been doing our innovation summit. So he's been telling the story of, you know, probably within days, he was assembling all the product managers and product leaders to say, how do we respond? What unique things do we need to do? You know, all, all of what you would expect. And no sooner did someone surface the community uprising, the community of all the things they were sharing and already doing. And, and so the community was already responding just within like hours and within days. And so taking that uh, bi-directional kind of conversation and translating that to product strategy changes, um, deeper investments, in certain cases we've made product changes, in certain cases the product is just well-suited and just yep. kind of being used in a different way, like a Swiss army knife, right? As you know, communication infrastructure, it, we are a great distribution channel. We are the source of truth yeah. for people, right? Source yeah. of truth for money. So you think about it in this times, all the ways you would need to use that. And so they've been sharing out those, but then also making product changes. I will tell you what more at the insider baseball, the corporate strategy level, we are looking for industry sensitivity to this um, because this is an uneven crisis right? They, this is a very uneven crisis. We have some of our retailers, um, essential retailers are seeing levels of, you know, hiring and volumes that surpass holiday times right now. And we have healthcare workers that are in a, from a talent strategy perspective, just accelerating a lot of their talent deployment and skills and some of the things that we're, we're deeply invested and involved in. Um, and then you have other businesses like hospitality and airlines that are that are really in in a dire situation. So we're taking all that information, as you would expect and hope that uh, 
partner would do in kind to inform how we how we show up with our product. Okay, so it is changing in real time. It really of changes. Of course, of course, yes. And and we are actually drinking our own champagne, as I like to say, because I don't like to eat dog food. Uh, like <laughs> my dog doesn't even like dog food. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but we are drinking our own champagne insofar as we're using our own continuous planning approach uh, with adaptive and we have multiple scenarios running for our own business, um, inclusive of product. And so really trying to be as agile as and, and use our own technology to be agile and show the way or be a beacon for our customers and help them learn too. No, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah. uh, thanks for fulfilling my inside baseball question. Yeah. Um, so two last things. First of all, how do people get a hold of you? Um, you mentioned .com. I assume it's workday.com. Yes. Way to find yeah, that's like my new marketing lingo. The .com. <laughs> yeah, that's your marketing. Yeah, just go to the .com. Yeah. I assume it's workday.com. Yeah. How else yeah. can people get a hold of you? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter. Um, I, I spend a lot of time talking about Clemson football in addition to Workday. So if you like dogs, Clemson football or workday, I'm your girl. Uh, so it's Lee Levin Sailor at Twitter. So my um, at symbol Lee Levin Sailor and I'm on LinkedIn and I accept all LinkedIn's. I'm, I don't decline. Um, and so I don't answer everything because that would be my full time job. But I do accept all and hopefully would love to connect on important topics, not just uh, uh, sales opportunities. <laughs> and, uh, and then of course, my email address uh, is Leanne, my first name spelled oddly, but it'll probably be on the on the oh, show, no. show yeah. notes here, uh, dot Levin Sailor at Workday. So awesome. anyway, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I like to close, and you've probably heard some of it. It's kind of funny. I just started this uh, a month ago or so, and, you know, the seven or 800 listeners of every episode always say this is their favorite part, this thing that I call OMT, or one more okay. thing, yeah. is what gets you, what, what's the thing that helps you get out of bed every morning and say, Hey, I'm positive. I'm ready to attack. You mm -hmm. know, the, the thing that, you know, during these hard times, what energizes and motivates you? Well, those are two different questions, but I'll answer the, for the, what gets well, you me can do that. both. You can do both. Yeah. No, just, just on a simple thing. I have, taken to um, laying in bed and before I get out and put my feet on the floor to take a really deep breath. Because if you think about this invisible kind of disease and just, you know, that's attacking our whole world right now, it, it really impacts breath, right? And our, our lungs. And, and so I'm just so grateful for, for so many reasons, um, my breath every morning. So I take a really deep, long breath. And then that puts a huge smile on my face. And I, because I can, and I'm grateful, and I want to express gratitude um, for that. And then I put my feet on the ground, and I figure out how to get my body moving somehow every morning, because I think that's sanity, right? The, the body moving every morning is sanity. Um, but that, that act of taking a deep, a really long, deep, and intentional breath, and then smiling because you can, um, has been motivating for me. No, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Little, the, yeah. you know, that I, I love when people get a little bit vulnerable and, uh, and share those tips because yeah. goodness knows I'm looking for them every day. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I try every one that, uh, that I hear on here. So thank you yeah, for sharing that. Absolutely. Well, thank you for creating this space. And I wish your dog was in the mix too, but your dog's not in the mix. Yeah. So. so, hey, thank you so much for joining. Um, love you so much. And uh, so, so appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Thanks for offering this for, for, for people too, to have great conversation. So appreciate uh, it. it Take care, everyone. Everybody be safe and well and, and yeah, love your people.
just love your people. Yeah. So. Thank you so much, Leanne. Take care.